Hey, how's it going? This is Joshua Terry listening to the Joshua Terry podcast. Really appreciate you for listening today. Uh, Today, we're going to be recapping the divisional round games from last week and then do a preview and prediction for the conference championship games in the NFL coming up tomorrow, uh, Sunday. So super excited. Uh, Last week's games were really good. We had a lot to enjoy. couple duds in there but compelling to say the least even with a couple that weren't close at the end in the final score um some really compelling games there leading into the conference championship so we'll just go straight through um in order of which they happen so uh the first game last week was Jaguars at since uh sorry Jaguars at Kansas City Chiefs this was a really interesting game you know the Jaguars obviously were the big underdog coming into this game uh Lawrence had looked awful the week before before coming back and looking great to win the game in a weird game against the Chargers it was one of those games like we had said uh Chargers love to tend themselves they tend to shoot themselves in the foot and that's exactly what happened last week so um last week Chiefs coming off a bye um they they never really felt like they didn't have control in this game they did a little struggle a little bit on defense from time to time but had no problems moving the ball uh Patrick Mahomes goes down in the first half with a high ankle sprain is what it appeared to be um only missed I believe two possessions before coming back after halftime uh Interestingly, before that happened, Chad Henney, of course, the backup quarterback for the Chiefs, um, former Jacksonville Jaguar, leads them on a 90, 95-yard drive to score a touchdown. Um, like I said, it never really felt like this game was out of the hands of the Chiefs. However, it was not an embarrassing loss by the Jaguars, to say the least. Not really a whole lot to break down other than talking about the injury which we'll probably touch on a little bit more later we did see some burst out of pacheco coming out of the backfield had 95 yards on only 12 carries uh kelsey as he tends to be in the playoffs was the best weapon for the chiefs as he's so consistent in the playoffs for his career he had 14 catches for 98 yards two touchdowns and uh they they won this game by a touchdown they were up by 10 with um uh, only 25 seconds left in the game. So not really a blowout, but it wasn't out of the chief's hands at any point. We'll talk more about them here in a second. We had the Eagles at giants. Now I had taken the Eagles to win. I talked a lot about how the giants could make this a game. Um, now I was not expecting to see the Eagles look as fantastic as they did in this game. Um, coming off of some injuries with Jalen Hurts and their line uh, lineman Lane Johnson, who's a big deal. I mean, he's playing with a torn groin, and he's one of their most important players on offense. They absolutely dominated up front. I thought Kayvon Thibodeau would be a factor in this game, and he was neutralized completely. Uh, their defensive line also dominated, dominated for four quarters. This game was not close, 38-7. to seven. They had over 200 yards rushing, almost 300 rushing yards against this Giants team. Um, the linebacking linebacker core for the Giants is is pretty abysmal. Uh, they've had there there are a lot of send off guys, and other than edge rushers, they they're they're not the most talented defense. They they never really 
stopped the Vikings last week. They did slow down a couple of key players, which is important, but um, they weren't world beaters coming into this game. They were, they're, they're underdogs for a reason. I maybe took into account a little bit too much. I, I did pick the spread, which was seven and a half. I liked having that extra half a point because then backdoor cover kind of thing uh, for the Giants, but absolute domination. They went up early and never looked back. They run the ball so well. And Jalen Hurts is very, very efficient. Uh, 16 of 24, two touchdowns, no picks. They ran the ball like crazy, as as like we said. And it felt like there were receivers were open the whole game. The whole game. You got A.J. Brown. You got Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard as well. All guys that can make contested catches. All guys that can run after the catch. And absolute domination from the Eagles. Now, Sunday night were a little bit more of the more interesting games for different reasons, not necessarily the final score. And we'll talk about that for sure with this first game we had, the Bengals at the Bills. Now, this is the only one that I got wrong straight up. I figured that coming into this game at home, um, the Bills would would show up. But this is a and, – and also with the Bengals – all the injuries that they've had on their offensive line, I expected to make a big factor into this. And the Bills, it almost felt like their home field was a disadvantage to them. Um, when you have a team with a bad offensive line, they typically don't travel well. And the Bengals had all the time in the world for Joe Burrow to throw the ball and stand in the pocket and do anything he needed to do. First drive, they go right down the field and throws a 28-yard pass to Jamar Chase. Second drive of the game in the first quarter for the Bengals, I believe. I believe is their second drive. Right down the field, 15-yard touchdown to Hayden Hurst, marching down the field. Now, it felt like the Bills would start to get traction after this. They did go down and score a touchdown to put them down seven, uh, but it, it never really amounted to much after that. They didn't score another touchdown the rest of the game. Josh Allen never ran with the ball. I'm wondering if the snow might have been a, a hindrance for this team which is weird at home uh because they were never able to get pass rush and sometimes weather can affect pass rush in a weird way especially when you have a team that's punishing you with the run like the Bengals were Mixon had over 100 yards p ryan was out there getting check downs and running it between the tackles as well and burrow was so so crisp so crisp navigating the pocket cool under pressure as he always is and I really had thought that the Bengals would be able to get pressure and actually get to him, and that's exactly what did not happen. They dominated the game on both sides of the line, on their front seven, which was the story of of, of the last week, winning at the line of scrimmage. We saw that with the Eagles, and we saw that with the Bengals. They won on the defensive side. Allen was under pressure a lot. They never got the run going. Leading rusher was Josh Allen. He only had 28 yards rushing in this game. You flip that, you have Mixon with 100 yards. Who controlled the game? Who controlled the clock? It was the Bengals. And it was it, it it never really felt that close after the second drive at all. Even though they cut it to a touchdown before the half, Bengals went right back down the field, kicked a field goal. Um, now, you could take this game a lot of different ways for the Bills. Are, is Josh Allen who we think he is? He might still be hurt. He had a weird elbow injury. What I don't understand is why did he not run the ball? This is the perfect kind of game where you expect them to be able to run the ball, even if not with your running backs, with a quarterback like Josh Allen, who's 6'5", 230 pounds and can run a 4'5". Like, you've got guys that can 
run the ball. I mean, at least get a little bit, move the chains every now and then. Stop taking shots straight down the field every time you get the ball. And it, it was a big, big win for the Bengals. And you can't say enough about how good their defensive coordinator has been in these last few games against big quarterbacks. We've seen them beat the Chiefs three times in the last two years. They've beaten the Bills now. And they beat, I mean, they 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 play well against the best competition, which is what you want, especially come playoff time. Um, they run the ball, they're extremely well balanced, some of the best skill positions. Their line has been their biggest question, but if they play like they did last week, that might not be that big of an issue. So we'll talk about their game coming up here in a second against the Chiefs. Going to be an extremely interesting game. All right, last game was the Cowboys on the road against the 49ers. Now, this game was not on Mike McCarthy. This game was not a win by Kyle Shanahan dominating the Cowboys defense. That didn't happen. Cowboys defense played superb, honestly. Um they only allowed one touchdown, I believe, in this game. And it was uh, at the fourth quarter. What else can you ask for them from that defense? Um, Prescott threw two interceptions and never felt like he had control of the game. He had one good drive where they went down the field and had that touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz at rollout early in the second quarter. After that, it never felt like they had control of this game. And a lot of it was due to the fact that Prescott was turning the ball over. They couldn't move the ball downfield. Pollard got hurt, broke his leg, which is awful. Hope, hope feel awful for him. He's a super fun guy to watch. And, and they never got the run going either. Now, we knew going into this game that the Cowboys don't do well against um, athletic defenses, and that's exactly what the 49ers have. Purdy was nothing special, but he didn't hurt them, and that's all that he needs to do in this kind of Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, 214 yards, 29 for or 19 for 29 passing. So Kittle, amazing catch over the middle, had that one-handed grab that he flip flips up into his own hands before he almost takes a hit and Diggs missed him. But um, weird game. Cowboys had a chance towards the end to maybe try to tie it, and then Dalton Schultz really, <laughs> really hurt them bad going out of bounds but not moving forward. The clock keeps running. They have to go up and spike it, burn time, and then also had a big big catch opportunity where he just didn't get both feet in bounds, and it wasn't even that far on the sideline. Just seemed lazy almost. It was a bad way to put it, but he, he could have worked to put that second foot down, and he didn't do it. His awareness was not there in the in the situation. Um, and I've been a Dak defender for a long time. I Whenever people were calling for Cooper Rush over Dak, I was telling everybody that I know around here that's a Cowboys fan, um, Cooper Rush is not better than Dak. I still think that you're so limited with Cooper Rush and what you can do. And you call an offense to a differently, much more confined than, than what you can do when you have a quarterback like Dak. Now, if Dak is, if this is who Dak is, you know, we saw a lot of promise early before the leg break. He was throwing four or 500 yards in games. They were down and the defense wasn't playing good. Now the defense is playing good. They don't have all the weapons that they had over the last couple of years, but they still have plenty of weapons. Um, Elliot's taking a step back as he's gotten older. His knee injuries apparently are starting to catch up to him. But can't be throwing interceptions like what Dak's been throwing. And some of these, sometimes, you know, you have interceptions that are on receivers. You have interceptions are where you're under pressure 
and the ball gets hit and it bounces up. Um, these were not that that situation. These were bad throws where Dak made bad decisions and a couple of them he just missed. And so you you hate to see that considering how much money is going to be being paid, taking up cap space on four year team, as well as how long he's still going to be there. He's there at least what two more years, I think. Um Tough, tough sledding here for the for the Cowboys. And Mike McCarthy was not his fault in this game. And I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan. I'm not even that big of a Kellen Moore fan at all. This was not on them. In this situation, this game, it was not on them. Dak was the biggest reason they lost this game. Not ever having control. You know, uh, the line seemed like it had protection for him a lot of the time. Um, they never got the run going. You know, they, they, they were up for a lot of the game and it just, but it still never felt like they had it. Never felt like they had it under wrap and ended up losing the game at the end of the game. So many things that the 49ers can do on offense. You have guys like Debo Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey as well. Christian McCaffrey's lining up in the slot. He's lining up out wide in the backfield they got Debo Samuel in the backfield you have no idea what they're going to be doing at any given time so you really just you line these guys up and you just Brock Purdy knows where they're going you don't know as a defense where they're going anywhere you could have Debo in the backfield and running it or it could be on a swing pass they might even put him in motion and then have McCaffrey on a screen or a fake screen and then Ayuk over the middle and then on a broken down play where Kittle's not even the the a read is getting 30, 40 yard catches and running after the catch. So many different things that they can do on offense. And they're such a good team. So we're going to move right into next week's games. We have the Eagles and 49ers in Philadelphia. I do think that's important. Now, before the playoffs started, I did say I had the 49ers and the chiefs in the Super Bowl, And I felt like I had the chiefs winning. I'm actually going to be picking the Eagles in this game. The Eagles looked so good, and all the questions that I had for them last week, I felt like were answered. Now, obviously, the 49ers are a different animal than the Giants. I don't think the Giants were that great of a team. I think they had a good matchup for who they are against the Vikings, and they won that game as they should have. But the Eagles absolutely trounced them, and the 49ers are not the not the Giants, on either side of the ball. They're so much better on both sides of the ball. However, the athleticism that the Eagles have on defense, I think is the biggest X factor in this game. While Brock Purdy hasn't made mistakes, I think this is the game where it should happen. He is going up against this Eagles team that is third in the NFL all time in total sacks for a season, all time in the NFL, third most ever. Their line absolutely gets after the quarterback, but they're so fast on their ends and on their linebackers that they can go to these guys that are on swing routes. And their secondary locked up everybody last week. Now, granted, it was the Giants. They don't have a true number one receiver that we will be seeing with the 49ers if you, if you want to say that they have one in Kittle or Debo or even Ayuk, much better than the receivers on any of the positions in the in the Giants. But I think this is the game where we're going to see a fired-up 
Philadelphia crowd making a difference in this game. And this is a position that Purdy has never been in in his career, never in college and especially never in the NFL. Um, I feel like this is the game where the magic kind of wears off. Jalen Hurts absolutely looked fine last week. I was worried about his shoulder. And like we said a second ago, uh, Lane Johnson was able to play through that whole game. You know, kind of shook off a couple moments where it looked like he might be a little hurt. Played the whole game. Looked just fine. And then uh, the running game obviously is very good. You're going to have to run the ball at this 49ers team instead of play action. But also, they haven't played a guy like Jalen Hurts that can move with the ball in his hands as well as throwing it. So I think that will be the difference in this game is Jalen Hurts moving the ball as well as the defense for the Eagles causing problems for Brock Purdy and giving him things he hasn't seen yet, as well as getting to him and hitting him. Uh, This defense should be able to get after the quarterback, and I think they will. And I think it'll be the difference in this game. I like the Eagles to win at home. And hopefully I don't eat crow crow on that. I really like the Eagles to win this game. And I I like the 49ers coming coming into the playoffs. I really like them to go to the playoffs, uh, go to the Super Bowl. So we shall see. I'm picking the Eagles to win this game. Now, Bengals at Chiefs. I've been so back and forth, so back and forth on this game. This is such an interesting game for one. You know, we have Mahomes, who we don't know how healthy his ankle is. He's not limping right now in the press conferences. He's a full participant in practice. They didn't even put him on the injury report today. But we saw that ankle. We saw how he looked after that hit. Now, maybe it's one that he just was able to walk off and they shoot him up with some stuff and he's okay. It's hard to know. Now, Mahomes is an absolute dog. He is not scared. Uh, to take a hit we've seen that he moves he's played through injuries before and we have him against a team with the Bengals who have never lost to him with Joe Burrow Joe Burrow is three and oh in the last two years against the Chiefs the first one was a week 17 battle where the Chiefs were trying to get a number one seed and Jamar Chase I think had over 200 yards in that first game that they played then we had the AFC title game last year where the Chiefs went up really big early 21-3 at halftime, I think is what it was. And then they looked like a whole other team coming out of that half. And the defense was able to lock up. The Bengals came back and, and got a bid to the Super Bowl after that. Burrow was phenomenal in that game, as he always is. And then uh, this year they played, and that was a very, very close game. Bengals end up winning it by three. I went back and watched that game recent, uh, today. And it was a really interesting game. It really came down to mistakes made by the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey had a fumble on the second-to-last drive um, after the Bengals had taken a lead, and then they got the ball back and had a chance to tie it up and missed a field goal. So, you know, we 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 mentioned earlier how how calm and poised Burrow is. The Chiefs don't have the best pass rush in the NFL, but they're not a slouch. They've got guys. They have a better pass rush, I believe, than the Bills did last week, for example. Now, it is in... Arrowhead, we've got a lot of trash talking back and forth from these two teams. The Bengals are calling it Burrowhead Stadium, which is hilarious because they haven't lost to him. So um, the Chiefs absolutely do not want to lose to them, especially a fourth time in a row. And as hot as the Bengals are, it is so hard to pick against them. And everything's pointing towards the Bengals. You got Burrow playing the best football of his career. You got the line finally blocking, at least last week. 
You got the run game looking really good. And the skill positions are matchup problems for the Chiefs' defense. And all that being said, I'm going to be picking the Chiefs. Now, it might just be a gut feeling. It might be stubbornness on my own part because I picked them earlier in the uh, in the year to go to the Super Bowl. We're giving a lot of credit to the Bengals being able to accommodate for and game plan for a hurt Patrick Mahomes and not possibly being able to roll out as much. But we're not even mentioning the fact that Andy Reid is on the other side of the, the field. And if anybody in the NFL that I trust to come up with an offensive game plan to plan for any situation, whether it's the fact that your quarterback might not be able to move as good or that we lost Tyreek Hill like they did, and their offense actually looks better this year, I trust Andy Reid. And not only that, I trust Patrick Mahomes to make smart decisions. He is so smart with the ball in his hands. He's one of those guys that when other quarterbacks might just check it down, he's not scared to throw it downfield and make a play. Now, in this game, we might see him check it down a little bit more. We might see him go to his first read a little bit faster. But I don't think that that's a bad thing in this game. You know, we saw Pacheco last week looked really good. They subject McKinnon. And I think that they're going to run the ball a lot more on this team. I think that they're going to be able to get the ball to Kelsey. He's unstoppable in the playoffs. And I think Mahomes is going to be smart, but he's not going to make mistakes. Now, if I'm wrong about the ankle, it just doesn't seem like out of the way the line has moved, Mahomes, in Vegas at least, is acting like he's fine. So it's hard to say. But we'll see how it goes. I'm picking the Chiefs. I think that they're going to run the ball. I think that they're going to win this game at home. They don't, they're not going to, it's hard to lose to a team that many times in a row. It, I mean, teams have your number sometimes, but four in a row is going to be astounding. And if that happens, Joe Burrow is in the conversation for top two quarterbacks in the NFL by far, I mean, easily. If he's able to beat Mahomes four times in a row, two of them at home in Arrowhead, I don't, I don't, I mean, what else can you say? That's that's crazy. And Burrow, never going to count him out. He is an absolute cool guy who is not scared of the moment. He relishes these moments. He is best in these moments. So I am not going to be shocked if the Bengals win this game. If they're able to pound it, get the ball to Chase and Higgins over the middle, you know, make big plays, and then if they get the Chiefs down and hurt, they have to put the kill on them. They cannot ease up. And then... Don't let the clock kill you as well. If you go up, go up early, put the hammer down, then you got to work that clock. There's also, I mean, this is obvious things. Anybody could say these things, but it's 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 such a hard team to play against with the Chiefs. You never feel like they're out of the game. Even in the Super Bowl when they get, did get blown out, up until maybe the third or fourth quarter, we still felt like they had a chance to come back and make that a game because of the guys on the other side of the field with Mahomes. And with Kelsey at the time they had they had uh Hill. It never feels like they're out. Mahomes is so smart and the best quarterback in the league. He's gonna win MVP this year for a reason. They have so many weapons they can throw to. Juju didn't even mention his name yet. And you know, they they traded for Tony, who in spurts has been really good for them. He's healthy and he can do a lot after the catch. And that's probably what we're gonna see. We're gonna see them work the ball to guys who can make plays after the catch. We might not see him throw 
as far downfield as we might have seen in the past, but that's kind of what they've been this year. They don't have Tyreek Hill. So they are being more methodical with the ball. They are doing more of not dinking and dunking, but picking defenses apart instead of trying to thrash him and get him in chunks. They get those yards after the catch a lot of the time. Now they're able to run with Pacheco, throw it out of the backfield to him as well. And they got McKinnon who scored a touchdown in like six games in a row. So those are my picks. I got chiefs winning Eagles winning. Um, the line on both we have, uh, let's see, Philadelphia right now is favorite by two and a half. Chiefs has moved. It, they were, it's weird. They opened at minus four, I believe, at some sort sports book, went as high as Bengals by two. Now it's back to Chiefs by one and a half. So this line has been all over the place. I'm super excited. I cannot wait to watch both of these games and figure out who we're going to get in the Super Bowl. It feels like the right four teams are here. It feels like these are the best four teams in their respective divisions. I should not have counted out the Bills the Bengals like I did last week. Burrow is a bad dude. He is so cool in the pocket, never makes mistakes in the playoffs. So we'll see how it goes. This is it. That's all I got. I really appreciate you for listening. If you made it this far, please subscribe and share. And I hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. And I'm so excited to watch these games. We'll talk to you later. Bye.